0: Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me this Sunday evening via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, the Islanders have done it. They've done what we, a lot of us thought were was impossible, and they've clinched a playoff spot and uh, are going to continue on after next uh, Saturday's game against the Capitals. Yeah, fucking right, Dan. <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> Playoffs, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. uh, so good. Yeah. It, it
1: was one of uh, just one of the the nicest couple of days, I guess. You know, starting with that Jets game, and then obviously, I mean, was there it wasn't a doubt in my mind they were going to win that game against the Sabers. So, you know, usually when when like a game like that, and this is basically every game, I was just like, this team isn't going to lose this game. They're too. They, after that that magical Jets game, I was like, there's just no way. And usually that that's an egg on my face, and they usually find a way to lose, but. No, it wasn't. It was a it just from the from the second that puck dropped, it was the Islanders basically playoff clinching party all night. It was awesome.
0: That was about as satisfying a game in that situation as we could have hoped for. Like that was, you know, we all wanted them to come out and just, you know, they they knew they had to win. We all knew the situation. They had to win the game. I mean, yeah, they could have got in with a Montreal loss, but. They wanted to win that game, and a, and a win guaranteed a clinching of a playoff spot. And they came out, and from the opening puck drop, were not going to let up until they won that game. And it was only one nothing after one period. But the only reason it wasn't 5 nothing <laughs> I mean, it ended up being 5-1, but the only reason it wasn't 5-0 in that first period was because uh, Carter Hutton was outstanding. I mean, he made – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he, he made like 20 saves in that one one period – and uh, kept the Sabres in it, even though they didn't deserve it as a team. And then the second period was was more the same. Although the Islanders ended up taking a three nothing lead after that period. So yeah, no, it was it was awesome. And, and like you said, that that Jets game before it kind of has a little bit gotten lost in the shuffle. But uh, man, what that was probably the most exciting game of the year. And yep. again, like you said, I mean, not a game that the Islanders typically have won in the last little while. You know, coming down from two goals down with about five minutes to go to win it. Uh, and so, yeah, th- th- that's been the theme of this season, winning games that you didn't expect them to win, basically.
1: Yeah. I thought that that jets game was just what the doctor ordered coming off the Columbus loss. And it was just nice to see them to win a game that was, you know, a little back and forth because most of the time when, you know, their their recipes for success has been, you know, by limiting back and forthness to games and keeping it structured and keeping the game to be as predictable as possible. And, uh, you know, I think that that game just kind of showed them that they could win, you know, in a in, in a different environment, a different game style. Uh, yeah, they ended up out shooting was, the
0: Jets by the 43 to 36. Yeah, which is, they deserved yeah. to win yeah. that
1: game. Like there was there were the I, I thought it was going to be, you know, a moral victory game. And yeah. uh, they all of a sudden, you know, Jordan Everly scored, you know, six times in like the last three minutes of that game. It felt <laughs> like every, every every time he was on the ice, he had a had a chance. And finally, one or two of them went in and um, it, it the the way I felt after that game, you know, I, there are a couple regular season games that really stick in my mind. Like I can remember them almost like perfectly. And I talked about the game against the Penguins when Mike Sillinger scored with like a minute left in regulation after a dominant defensive shift that he and Andy Hilbert, who's now on a 2, two, two week streak of being mentioned on this <laughs> podcast, so congratulations to Andy Hilbert and Trent Hunter. They had a really good defensive shift against the Crosby line. And um, they went the other way and scored on a uh, counterattack. and I think that game was six five in February, and and like I remember that game perfectly, and and I remember this one like I'm I do not think I'll ever forget the Jets game that yeah it was a regular season game sure it was a big one but I mean it's still a regular season game and just the way that Islander fans reacted after that game you saw how much it meant and like how just how, for a second I was like. Maybe I'm overreacting. Then I opened up Twitter and saw, like, the absolute party that was going on. And I was like, all right, I'm definitely not. Like, I'm going to enjoy this. Th-
0: there's something, like, sort of, um, I-, I guess, uh, metaphoric about that game or metaphorical, whatever it is. But, you know, you start out, it's one nothing after 13 seconds. And it's 2 nothing after six minutes. And, like, we have seen that script play out before. We saw it last year, you know, Doug Wade hockey. We've it, seen it on a Jack Capuano. They just – you know, it's just not their night. They they're off they're off kilter. They're out of sync defensively, and the other team is is pretty damn good. And you're in their building, and well, it's off the rails right from the beginning. But you know, Barzell scores in that sort of partial breakaway, and it's two one, and you're like, oh, okay. So you know, and and towards the end of that first period, they kind of started to shift the ice a little bit towards their end, and things were looking okay. And then the second period, they were phenomenal. I mean, they they outshot the Jets twenty to eight, but the Jets ended up taking a three one lead. And you're like, oh boy, I guess not. And so but they came back. They Islanders kept hanging around. The Jets made a four two at one point. And now you're like, Well, I guess that's it. But then uh Everly scores, right? And then oh no, who who was it that scored first? I thought it was uh, Ryan Pullock actually got the third goal right after um the um the Jets had made a four two. Ryan Pullock scores to make it four three, and then Casey Zekas ties it with a minute and a half to go. And you're just like, holy cow, they did it. They came back. They were pressing and pressing and pressing, playing really well, and then they tied it. And with a minute and 13 seconds, or what was like, no, it was a minute and 30 seconds to go. And I'm sure I, I was, I know I was thinking, I'm sure a lot of other people were thinking like, okay, this is great. Get to overtime. You've salvaged a point. Good work. You did it. But that's not how these Islanders think. And after that, as soon as that goal was scored, they came right back on the ice, and Matt Barzell was right back into the jet zone again, and you know he carries it deep, which is what he's been told to do. And he kicks it out to Lee and Eberle or Eberly, who was right behind him, supporting him, which is he's what he's supposed to do. And Eberle scores, and it's two goals in 30 seconds. Now it's got you got a minute and 13 left, and the Jets really had no kind of push at that point. They spent a tiny bit of time in the Islander zone, but when when it was over, it was almost like too much to kind of even comprehend. Like, did they just do what I think they just did? And the reaction from, from Leonard, because they were in the Islander zone when the game ended, his reaction and Lee and, and Sezikis, they were all kind of right there. And the, their reaction, their hugging and everything, was just absolutely inspiring. It was priceless. It, it was awesome. It was
1: inspiring. I i have seen Henrik Lundqvist celebrate in a blue in the blue paint mm. 600 times in my life mm. like that, you know? <laughs> and I've always just thought about, you know, like, oh, you know, those type of wins just don't, really happened that often to the Islanders where the goalie who's usually very cool and the game's already in hand. So you right. just like skate to that to see that. Uh, that was awesome. I, I mean, I thought it was a big deal that he, that he celebrated yeah. like that. I really did. I was like, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe to, I'm watching this. I can't. And
0: then Lee, I mean, Lee tackled like eight different teammates throughout the night. <laughs> yeah, in when, different he tackled celebrations. Everly, when he tackled Everly into the goal, I started laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, these guys. Are, I just felt man.
1: like I was with them. I like wanted to, yeah. My, physically my body wanted to get up and like jump on something like a doggy pile situation and uh yeah i mean it was, yeah.
0: we're gonna it talk was like, hard,
1: little... very hard not to get emotional about that no, no,
0: yeah and it was and you know again they knew the situation going in and we're going to talk a little bit about this later but i feel like you know this this incarnation of the islanders has been connected to the fan base i think in a in a more deep way than they have been. I mean, th- th- there's always been that connection there, as as you astutely pointed out several episodes ago. You know, we're Islanders, like and so the, the team name is kind of like a thing. It's a connection. We're not just some they're not just some sort of arbitrary name made up for the locals. It's, you know, for the team, it, it represents the locals. And there's always been that that connection there. But I feel like this team is connected to the fan base in a very special way because of the predictions pr- prior to the season. obviously the John Tavares thing, the coach coming in and literally changing how the team thinks, which is pretty remarkable, you know, from all the players on down. And I feel like they get it. And so they all know, you know, (laughs) we've had Jack Capuano say like, oh, you know, we don't look at the standings. We just try and win. We don't worry about where we are. We're just trying to, you know, get into the playoffs. Meanwhile, Barry Trotz is like, no, we need points because our magic number is this, that, and the other thing. So they know what the situation is. They know they needed to win that game and – to win in a place like Winnipeg where not a lot of teams end up winning. And I mean, and if you read jets writers, like our friends at Arctic ice hockey and others, they, they were like, man, the jets defense just totally collapsed under these, these guys. And they pressed it. And Hey, the Islanders deserve to win that game. You know, there was no like, ah, oh, sour grapes. Like they knew that they had been outplayed in their own building by the Islanders who needed those points. And so coming especially coming off of that loss in Columbus, which was very, very deflating, uh, the Winnipeg game was almost the exact opposite, and then you come into Saturday's game again, needing a victory to clinch. They want to clinch. They want to get in with a victory. And I, I mean, I almost feel bad for the Sabres because they had no chance in that game. None. Like they <laughs> from the from the moment they they landed at Laguardia or whatever and got like they had, their game that game was over. And even Arthur Staples said, you know, he's covered some bad teams in his in his career, but. Man, these those guys were, they just didn't want to be there. They, they didn't really start playing until about there were six minutes left in the game when uh, one of them got their first NHL goal. And hey, good for you, but this was not your night, dude. Like, it just wasn't happening. And uh, it was not a game we've seen from the Islanders before. And hopefully we could see him a couple more times, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I, I was sure that the Islanders were going to win once I saw that tweet making the rounds that, you know, Kyle, Kyle Oposo was leading the stretches yeah. and was like, you know, pointing out to the Sabers who I guess didn't really understand that the Islanders used to be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, th- I guess a th- lot of his teammates good.
0: hadn't played there, which I didn't. Yeah, realize, exactly. But, yeah. But how which, awesome yeah. is Kyle Poso? Like, honestly. Yeah, it made game.
1: me. It, it <laughs> made me think. Like, all right, when the Islanders win the Stanley Cup this season, like, we should send him a ring. Just be like, this is you know, you you were part of this, and yeah, and I, I did like also how the, the Coliseum fan. I mean, more credit to Islander fans for giving him a hearty you know welcome back to the Coliseum you know and and brendan burke was it wasn't lost on brendan burke that they did that and then two days yeah two days later Tavares comes back so it's just like you know it just goes to show you like this is a guy who treated the islanders with a lot of respect from honestly he he, i want to say this first couple years sure there was like some up and down but oposo then really grew up we watched him grow up and loved being an islander and it didn't work out obviously and he's now Kind of turned into this new new phase of his career where he is the elder statesman for the Sabers and has been on some bad teams and is trying to like lead them through what he was through went through on the island, and and I, I think he understood like what was going to happen that night almost and that's why he pointed he's like listen like this could be us hmm. this could be you guys like we could be the team doing this next year and I, and when he when I saw that going making rounds it was just like he knows what's coming like yeah. he, he he's 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 not preparing them for battle, basically. He's preparing, like, listen, like, you're going to be very jealous on this side <laughs> of the bench of what's going to happen over there because this is a team and a fan base. And, I, I mean, the Sabre Saber fan base is, is, you can, I guess, say is a little similar to the Islanders because it's an area where it's, like, you know, <laughs> it gets dumped on a lot. Like, yeah. who wants to live in Buffalo? Like, you hear those jokes a lot, and they take a lot of pride in being the, the right. butt end of the joke. So, it's, but, so, like, they would have a very similar reaction to... Yeah to to doing something like this and i think that was the point oposa was making to them and it as soon as i saw that coming out I'm like this is going to be great like this <laughs> game is going to be a celebration and it really was um
0: i find it funny but like, that, all the way to the end i find it funny that like you can say that the two guys that really love being islanders more than anybody else of that kind of group like demonstrably, like I'm sure they all did, as everybody does. And I'm sure, I mean, as much as we boo John Tavares, I'm sure he did too. But Matt Martin and Kyle Oposo, I think, th- there's just something about them that seems genuine. And it seems like when you say they love being Islanders, you really get that sense that they did. And in both cases, they weren't offered contracts <laughs> by Garth Snow, who was in charge at the time, or at least he, they they didn't weren't offered sort of they weren't negotiated with and weren't given serious contract offers until it was far too late and at that point they were basically already gone and you know matt martin's already back and i'm not saying i would love to have kyle back although i guess i would and you know and he's not quite the player that he was when he left but uh yeah you know there's something about them that just seems like they really loved and appreciated being here and you know that that goes a long way and it is funny how like the 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 receptions are completely different. Both guys left as free agents, but the reception for Kyle Oposo is completely different than the reception that John Tavares gets. And it's just it's yep. just funny, you know. But I mean it makes total sense to us, but I don't know if I could explain it to anybody else. You know, like you have to kind of be an Islanders fan to understand the difference there and just mm-hmm. it's very subtle, yeah, you know.
1: There were there was. were layers to Oposo's relationship with Island the island. Like like it wasn't just like, oh, this this team and had a lot of history, like it wasn't the boilerplate, like he got the, the chip on the shoulder nature. Yeah. Of being being an Islander, and and that's and you could just tell right away, and and um, yeah, I mean that 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 really uh, when when I saw that, I sent that to my my buddy Mike, and and he was like, I I want Oposo back so badly every day, and I'm like, <laughs> I would too. Like I just yeah. you know he he'd just be a great guy to have around again, and uh, yeah, but but not at that but, contract, but still, yes, I would, exactly, I would yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like it's just like a, a abstract the the abstract right. version of Kyle Oposo where he's just like this great guy that is loved being an Islander, like. Mm. Um, but yeah, and, and and to, to have him in that building for that night, like, I I mean, it must've been emotional for him too, to just be like, this is, this team is basically what Tavares and hammock and like that core, like that's, this is the type of team they wanted the whole time team that took that, everything that was thrown at them and, and and bottled it up and just threw it back in everyone's faces. And that, that's what we've, we've finally got, like, we finally have this opportunity now where it's just like these, like we're, we're like this little villain that could almost like this team that <laughs> nobody counted on nobody still wants to root for and they're just doing it like the ugly stepchild yeah. is here and they have now ruined so many people's season
0: <laughs> and they know it too like that's what i'm saying like they know it they get what we feel and they know it because they're they're not dumb like they read the papers and read the same websites and twitter accounts that we do and and so they know and you know my favorite my favorite part of the whole game, and and again, it was a celebration, like you said. I mean, from, from minute one, the Sabres had no chance. But And, you know, Belvillier had two goals, which was great to see. Um, Barzell looked like Barzell. It was awesome. But my favorite part of the whole game was with about a minute and change to go, uh, Brendan Burke started rattling off all of the different outlets that had – uh, basically written the islanders off <laughs> during the summertime or at least pr- pr- uh, prior to the season uh, i'm going to play that clip here right now uh, for those that, that didn't get the chance to hear it uh, live or if you did please enjoy it again because it is completely awesome so here it is right now the sporting news picked the new york
1: islanders to finish last place in the metropolitan division estimated they would finish with 75 points us today picked them 27th overall Sports Illustrated the same a bottom five team ESPN 26th overall 17 of the 18 writers at NHL.com picked the Islanders to miss the playoffs shout out to
0: Brian Compton being the one who thought the Islanders would sneak into the playoffs they have not snuck into the playoffs the Islanders are about to pick up points number 98 and 99 on the season Locked down a playoff spot. They're in control of home ice advantage in the first round and will have a chance over the final three to potentially win the Metropolitan Division. I mean, that's just the coolest thing ever. And and again, when I talk about like a connection yeah. with the fan base and a connection with with what we're thinking to, and having like a, your finger on the pulse of the fan base, I mean... Is there anybody that has a better finger in the of his fanbase than Brendan Burke, who literally brings up what exactly what we're thinking? And like, that's just awesome. I mean, I can't even yeah, put into words how awesome it is. He,
1: the, my, my favorite thing about him is he hasn't really shied away from kind of stoking. Not I don't want to say stoking the flames because he's not doing that, but like I've watched that Tavares the first his first game back a lot of times, like more than I should probably care to admit. <laughs> I, and and just like during it, he's he's not. He's not ever really saying what, you know, the rest of the media were saying about Islander fans maybe, like, should respect this guy or whatever. He gets it. Like, mm-hmm. this guy left and whatever. And, and he even made some – he made a joke about Oposo and, and Tavares and uh, the broadcast last night. Like like I said, like, he's, it wasn't lost on him that Oposo's here, got a nice reception, and two days later it's Tavares. Like, mm-hmm. this guy gets it. And it's just, like, another part of this, this whole – you know, Matt, like fairy tale ride. Like he's in a good, great character to mm. kind of be to serve as narrator as <laughs> for our fairy tale. Like, like he's just, he's like you said, finger on the pulse. Yeah. That was awesome to listen to. I've listened to it like six or seven times now.
0: <laughs> we've uh, we've been very lucky. At least, I mean, in just my lifetime alone, the Islanders have had Jigs McDonald, Howie Rose, and now Brendan Burke. I mean, that's that's an unbelievable run of quality play-by-play broadcasters that I am i guarantee almost no other team in any sport has ever had. I mean, yeah, you've got like Bob Miller or something who does the Kings games for 50 years, but like to have those three guys all call your team's games for a combined, you know, 30, 40, whatever years, that's that's outstanding. And, I mean, each of them has – they're not the same guy. They're all different. You know, I mean, Jigs and, and Eddie was one thing, and Howie and Eddie was another thing, and then Howie and Billy and Howie and Joe and Howie and Butch and now Brendan and Butch. Like, they're all different. But we're just incredibly lucky to have these people. And when he started saying all that stuff and, and you know, talk, 17 of the 18 NHL.com writers <laughs> all picked the Islanders to miss the playoffs. And shout out to Brian. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, I think I know who it was that probably picked the Islanders to make the playoffs. And sure enough, it was our friend Brian Compton. But, you know, I mean, that that's just how it is. I mean, nobody picked this team. And, I mean, when I say nobody, I mean us too. Like, I'm not going yeah, sit here and we, be like, I was like, just
1: about you know. to say, me and you. <laughs> if you go listen to like the, probably the first three or four episodes of the season like we right. were like alright
0: we've the given team up already this going to suck yeah. Yeah, yeah like we just <laughs> we gave
1: up in the middle of the summer yeah. I didn't think about I tried not to think about the Islanders forever and they what's the the Sopranos quote you know what <laughs> they pull you right back in yeah
0: um, that's Godfather Godfather 3 yeah the Godfather right <laughs>
1: yeah and then yeah, that yeah. Silvio does it in the Sopranos like in like, the first episode <laughs> yeah. um, but like yeah, I thought the, I would have. If you, I, if you had asked me where the Islanders would finish this season, I would have told you probably like eight points out of the playoffs. Whatever the worst possible situation was, where they would miss out on like a good lottery chance and not yeah. make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, what? What is it? Because there's somebody who does. Is it? Is it Micah on Twitter who does like the fan misery or something like that? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're just bad enough to miss the playoffs, but you're not. Good, you're just good enough to get a bad lot lottery pick. So I guess that might be the Flyers now might be what in that, that boat, right? I don't know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing. And, uh, I mean, even our, our Lighthouse Hockey crew of uh, Mike B, the great Mike B, the only one of us who said, hell yeah, the Islanders are going to make the playoffs. Everybody else was like, eh, I don't think so. I can't see it happening. And my, my answer was like, you know, crazy shit happens in the, in the NHL all the time. We just saw an expansion team in the cup final. Like, and that could be, that could happen. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this is not like a weird shit happens situation. Like, this is a team that has completely changed how it operates on the ice, off the ice, whatever. And that's not just some kind of, this isn't some kind of like crazy anomaly, like, you know, the, the the team that's out running, it's, you know, Corsi and, you know, they're just going to crash sometime. Like, this is a team that is operating now like a playoff team is supposed to operate. And it's I nobody could have expected this. Like nobody could have seen this coming. So you know, I don't feel bad that it doesn't bother me that people pick the Islanders to not be in the playoffs before the season. What bothers me is that nobody's ever gonna come out and say, Yes, I was wrong. And I'm glad to be proven wrong and this is why they play the games, basically, like Chris Berman used to say. Nobody's gonna say that, unfortunately. They're just gonna mm-hmm. be like, Oh, the Islanders, you know, defied expectations. Yeah, so, yeah they were your expectations. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey,
1: nobody I I went on uh twitter uh, before the this episode i was you know looking on and, and i was like you know i'm gonna do this to myself i'm gonna go look at darren drager i want to see if darren drager mentioned that the islanders clinched the playoffs last night because
0: i know where you're going with this yeah <laughs>
1: it's got to be the best story in the nhl like that yeah. the, this team that everyone you know and he didn't so then i went to pierre lebrun did it like nobody did the only people that did were the the nhl because they yeah. have to and, and nbc sports
0: <laughs> yeah and like it, it's it's well, Pretty, Elliot Friedman uh, retweeted me, uh, right? So that's one thing. We'll talk about that clip in a second. But, but
1: even clip. even the Robin yeah. Leonard thing, right? So yeah. Robin Leonard is here, and he's an absolute hero, like mm-hmm. an absolute hero for what he's been through, having a sensational season, help, help, willing the Islanders to the playoffs in some respects. Because, like, you know, when the Islanders were dipping, Leonard Leonard won him a bunch of games. He's got what five shutouts. Mm. He's been awesome. He, he's a definite should be in the Vezina conversation. This guy's penning an unbelievable story in in a time where we're very aware and people always want to talk about mental health. as like, you know, this is a real issue. And if Robin Leonard played for the Toronto Maple Leafs, even if he was the backup or the, if he was Garrett Sparks, <laughs> like this guy would be, there would My. be a, a statue built for him already outside of uh, the Air Canada Center. Like, I, I'm, I know people have given him his due, but last night, Seeing that interview with him, and, and I don't know why that wasn't, you know, the. And I know it's obviously because he cursed, but like, why more people weren't just like this, this guy, listen to the crowd talk, chant for this guy. Like, yeah. this, I don't understand why he's not the the player specific story of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, wow. uh, and then, uh, no, no, you're 100% right. And then uh, this morning, I think it was this morning, John Shannon was like, eh, it, it, there is some irony in the fact that Lou Lamorello's new team, you know, written off before the season start, has clinched a playoff berth before his old team. And it's like, John, we've been saying that all night. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> while the Islanders were clinching a playoff berth against the Sabres, beating the shit out of the Sabres, the Leafs were getting their butts beaten by the Ottawa Senators, who are the worst team in the league. So, you know, yeah, that's, you know, but that's just how it is. I mean, they're just, again, they're not going to care. And, and this is for us. So, uh, but we're going to talk more about Robin Leonard. We're going to talk about, this team in general, and the season that has happened, uh, right after these messages.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're hear in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment
0: Uh, So by now you have probably seen the clip of Robin Leonard that Mike alluded to earlier uh, in the episode where uh, he's being interviewed by the great Shannon Hogan. And he, before he even answers her question, he, you know, says playoffs, baby, playoffs. And then he applauds the crowd and he says, fucking right. Playoffs, baby. Playoffs. Fucking right. Uh, And he's just overcome with emotion uh, I I captured it and tweeted it. Uh, about a dozen other people captured it and tweeted it in various ways. And it's all over the place. And, I mean, if that's not what this season is all about, I don't know what to tell you. And, like, people kind of getting lost and, boo that's really classy of him. Yeah, Dude, shut up. Like, honestly, <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of those responses. And just those are the people that just aren't going to get it. But, I mean, that's what this season's all about. Like, you know, telling telling everybody, you know, back haters back off. Like, that kind of thing. It's just – you guys wrote us off and yeah, you're right. We're fucking here. That's the whole thing. And so, you know. yeah, I, I was actually
1: thrilled when he, he mentioned that too, in the interview, he was just like, everybody picked us and, and he even said like, they're going to keep picking against us basically. <laughs> and I was like, this guy, he just gets it. He like, he is totally in the moment and is under, he's like, this is a magical ride that he's on and he knows it. And it's great to see that he appreciates that we're also on this ride with him. And we, we appreciate that. Like just as much as what he's going through. Um it's I hope I just want him to be named first star every game so he keeps coming out like that. Or even <laughs> if he's like not the, just be like let's just bring out Leonard.
0: Yeah. Please. This is like the third episode in which we've talked about him coming out and like getting the first star and making, you know, being really appreciative of it, you know, and like kind of that just really enjoying it. Like for most people they come out and they wave, or they throw a puck in the, in the crowd and they walk off. They talk to Shannon they give her a couple of ants and they walk off. But this dude is like, yeah, he's in the moment. Like he's there and he's I, this is when he says I've never experienced anything like this in his career, I 100% believe him. <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of yeah. his games when he played for Ottawa or for Buffalo, but I 100% believe him when he says that he has not experienced anything like this before in his career. Yeah, it's 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 you, he's never made the
1: playoffs. He's one of the the, uh, the guys on the team along with like Barzell and hmm. uh, Beauvillier. Yeah, like these guys haven't made the playoffs; it's their first yeah. ride. And and you and like that is even if Robin Leonard just played you know 20 games this season like it was a huge win for him uh, mm-hmm. after what he was, had been through and the fact that he is now leading the team he's, he's the likely game one starter for the you know the upstart team in the nhl is is just unbelievable and it's so cool and the, and and you know what like we talk about the people just not paying attention or, or still like piling on the islanders when, every chance they can and and Robin Leonard is like the perfect guy to just be like, you know, shut the hell up. Like he's, he's the guy that I, I would love for the, I would love for him just to keep playing this way and be, yeah. you know, the, the harbinger of this, this team. And, um, he's kind of developed into it. Yeah. Uh, he's just so steady back there. He's so <laughs> steady. And I'm yeah. like, he's, he, 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 when he lets in a goal, like he gets, he, he like very internalized internally mm-hmm. gets upset. Like you see him like probably just say like, fuck in, in yeah. his, like under his mask and then yeah snaps right back into it the next Th- second like the first 13 seconds of the jets game when he let in that goal it's like you yeah. saw him get pissed off at himself and then he was just you know mm. serene and he's like cha- chaotically calm if that yeah. makes
0: sense and that that wasn't like i mean he let in four goals in that game and and i i, I wouldn't say i mean there was one that kind of slipped under his glove um, but he also made, like, a series of spectacular saves, the one we all saw where he, like, sprawled out kind of, like, half on his back, half on his side to stop, I think it was Mark Shifley. Uh, and, like, that's that's just kind of how it is. And, like, you know, again, as Islanders fans, we're kind of used to kind of all or nothing. You know, either they're getting blown out or they're blowing somebody out. Or, or you know, if, if, either some guy's making all the spectacular saves and not getting any goal support or he's not making any saves at all and they're getting blown out. So, he was a guy who you know that that's the kind of game you have to kind of battle back through. I know that's a cliche, but yeah, I mean, that's I, I can't imagine I mean, I wonder if it's worth even asking, although I'm not going to be in a position to ask like where was he exactly a year ago? Like where was Robin Leonard on March 30th, 2018? Like I mean, was he I think he maybe had left the Sabers? you know, for personal reasons, and maybe was on his way to to rehab, or maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was kind of in the, you know, the darkest time of his depression and and abuse problems. So I guarantee that wherever he was, he didn't expect to be here a year later on Long Island, you know, (laughs) getting the applause from the crowd, people chanting his name as they clinch a playoff berth. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's really, I mean, you know, you could find metaphors in anything, but He's definitely one of the people who is representative of this team, and their kind of rise from nowhere to here, which is crazy. Um, and, and
1: you saw you saw how much he means to like the rest of the team too. Like, the, oh, the yeah. Lee, the Lee tackle and the the, the the hug and the embrace between him and Matt Martin. Because you know, there, here's another one. Like, Matt Martin was a healthy scratch last year. Mm-hmm. He was on a good team, but he was being healthy scratched every game. And and he clinched the playoff. He even said like when he signed with the Leafs, um still an islander fan like i if it's the leafs don't win the stanley cup i'm rooting for the islanders win the stanley cup
0: and
1: and, uh so a year ago like he then you know it's healthy scratch and now he's a a year one year later is clinching a playoff spot for the islanders at nassau coliseum the (laughs) building that he came to love and he's just gives this guy a gigantic bear hug at the end and (laughs) the two of them must have they said something it's just a beautiful beautiful like picture and moment and uh, there were just there have been so many of those like kind of um, emotional, like things that most teams like sure when the Pittsburgh Penguins clinch the uh, their playoff spot in you know 20 minutes or whenever they're they're going <laughs> to do it there's, there'll be a nice little hug between you know Sidney Crosby and Matt Murray but it's gonna or whoever, Casey the Smith whoever's playing goalie and it's gonna say all right let's like you know business isn't done whereas for the Islanders it was like this really emotional thing and you saw it on all their faces uh, from yeah. from the the second that Jets game ended. Through this game last night, like there has been just, it's been an emotional, emotional couple of days for this team and the fan base, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah. And uh, of course, the guy at the center of all that, who we would not be here talking about this team if it were not for him, is Barry Trotz. And again, you know, at the risk of repeating ourselves, he is another guy that gets it, and he is another guy, everything he says it shows that he gets what is happening right here and he he appreciates it he understands it he's been through basically everything you can be through as an NHL coach from an expansion team to a Stanley Cup champion having you know all or to having all of the the pressure on you versus none of the pressure on you and uh without him they they are not here and it's just you know from from pregame when he's like we need our, our crowd to be behind us we need you to be positive so that we can be positive. Like, he knows exactly what he's saying. And he knows how to get reactions out of players. And he, it's showing that he knows how to get reactions out of the fans, too, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, and then after the game, you know, he says these things that are just, like, out of a book. Like, he's like, our backbone, uh, our strength has been our backbone, not our wishbone. I don't know if he wrote that <laughs> or he just made it up. But, like... You hear him say stuff like that, and you want to play well for him. And I'm not even—I can't even skate, but I just—you want to believe in this man, and you want to follow what he says. And like the fact that I really think about the fact that you know, the fact that he was an ins—he was an outsider. I think is a huge thing, and him and Lamorello as well. Like they came in from outside the organization and have completely changed how how this team sees itself and how people see it. And how we see it and how they operate. And I think had they been like internal guys, I don't think you would get that same reaction. And I'm not trying to take a shot at Jack Capuano or Doug Waite. I'm just saying that I feel like that lends itself to the feeling of a turnaround here. Like these guys are new. And they have come in with new ideas and new feelings and new tactics. And it's made for a new season. And again, they're winning games that they would not have won previously under previous administrations and that's pretty much a testament to the coaching staff that is all com- completely new except for one guy is the only guy that we kind of complain about scott gomez but <laughs> it's uh yeah i mean just he had the smile on the the post game thing was great he's talking about different players and who played well and ryan Pulock, he said was the best player on the ice and it was just awesome i mean the whole thing i just i love this guy
1: <laughs> yeah I just i love him too like i just he's a guy that I always see. I always get a little jealous of of uh, Lane Lambert at the end of every win because he gets to <laughs> give him a, head. just a great handshake, and yeah. I just you know I want to be that guy to give him a big hug and a kiss on the cheek, like or on the top of his head when uh, when the Islanders I mean, win it. Did
0: any did did ever anybody ever chant Barry Trotz at a Predators game or a Capitals no. game? I don't think they did. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean,
1: maybe <laughs> maybe like for the first game at the Capitals, like his first win or or whatever. Who knows? But. Probably not, and the point yeah. is that that this is this is a fan base that has just we've just been just through the grinder so many times <laughs> that when someone good like shows shows us any bit of you know love and hope and positivity and loves us back the way we love them like we are going to show it. There's like thirty thousand of us, but like we will sh- give you more unconditional love than anybody else you've worked for in your entire life, and uh, I, he gets that. And you like I mean the smile on his face after the Winnipeg game. Was like he, I, I honestly thought he was about to cry. I mean, I know it's <laughs> where he's from and stuff, but he just like had this look on his face, like we did. Like it was a shitload to digest that they won that game right. in the style they did in regulation, and like he was definitely not expecting it because the look on his face when that, you know, buzzer sounded was mm. priceless, and then the smile on his face when you know people were chanting his name at the Coliseum again, yeah. like is this guy is having? He's having the time of his life. I really. He would never, ever, ever say it, but like I really wonder if if you'd be like, you know, was if if you if, if you could put the two seasons together, you want a Stanley Cup with the the Capitals, but this season is like magical, and you are just being, you, if you are the toast of an entire island, like mm. what like what it is would it be, and and that's so hypothetical and not even worth getting into, but like that's just like this guy won a Stanley Cup last year, and I think he's been emotionally like. <laughs> Maybe more emotionally touched in this one. Like I don't know, yeah. uh, it's it's really well, crazy to see. He
0: has said that at some point last year, or or maybe it it was from the previous summer and then carried through last season. Like he put much less pressure on himself, and he he decided to enjoy it more, and he became very zen. I don't know if that's the word he used, but that's the way it came off. And he became very kind of you know, it, it became he didn't he was more laid back and he was more relaxed. And the players on the Capitals kind of picked up on that. And you saw, and you know, we all saw the regular season. It was it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was just it wasn't as like they, they weren't as pushing the play push, pushing the play as often as they had, and you know they, they maybe didn't score as much as they used to. But I mean, they had a totally very good regular season. But nobody was thinking of them as the Stanley Cup champion. This is the, nobody thought that was going to be the year. They had been so good so many years before and didn't win it that nobody thought that that year where their their regular season numbers had been kind of dialed back a couple of notches. Was going to be the year And sure enough It turned out to be the year So I think he's carried that over To to this spot on the island too But I feel like You know Like Long Island has Has a sense of humor About itself And this is like What, what I was saying when I, when I posted the The Leonard thing You know Some people were like You know Upset at the language Or whatever And I was like do you have any idea where we are? We come from, <laughs> like you know, this is you hear that you hear worse sitting on traffic on the lie, and that everybody's in their own cars, you know, like you can hear people cursing from ten cars away, like it's just it's how it is. I mean, you know, you try not to have your kids do it, but at the same time, like that's just how we are here, and there's a certain. There's a vibe and there's a sense of humor, and I think Barry has definitely tapped into that. Which again, he gets to him like kind of smile, you know, kind of talking about how we're we're booing fans, boo. Thirty seconds into a power play doesn't help, and he's still smiling, and he's like, you know, I know I'm gonna that's gonna get on Twitter and it's gonna be a thing because he gets it. I think he that's when I say like he he didn't have people tweet, you know, chanting his name at games. I think that's kind of an indication of like we are a creative. Fun group. I mean, look at the, the the last, the first John Tavares return game. I mean, my God, those those chants were amazing, and they were like we talked about. They are all organic. Nobody put out, nobody sent out like a memo or a flyer like, "Hey, let's chant this." They just did it, <laughs> you know. Like two or three guys start doing it, and before you know it, the entire the entire arena is doing it, and because it's funny, and that's just kind of how we are. And and again, the people that don't pay attention to the Islanders and aren't really into it, they just they don't know it and they don't get it. I mean, let's face it, most. Most media outlets treat the Islanders like they play on another planet. I mean, the the number of times I saw the the Sabres are in Long Island today to play that. Like, dude, come on. This team has been around 47 years. It's on Long Island. (laughs) How hard is this? The Sabres posted like, oh, we're in Long Island today. Dude, you guys are an NHL team. It's on Long Island. I don't get it. I really don't. It's really... It's unbelievable, but that's exactly indicative of like the kind of attention that the Islanders get paid. Nobody can even get the the damn pronouns right or whatever it is. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just give me a break. But um, yeah, I just I feel like Trotz is connected with this team. I feel like he has the kind of sense of humor that that Long Islanders appreciate. That he appre- and we have the kind of humor that he appreciates. And it just again, it all lends to that sort of connective connectivity that we've all experienced. And yeah, this is this is. I mean, we talked a little bit about this before, but. This is not just a, a surprise season where the Islanders have made the playoffs after being, you know, written off. It is that, but it's also the best regular season they've had since the dynasty in terms of points. This is the first time they've clinched a playoff berth at home since 2002, a season we all remember pretty well. And that's 19 or whatever, 17 years ago. This is the first time they have clinched a playoff berth in March since 1990. <laughs> and the year it was a little- I was born. Yeah, that's like crazy. And then it's with a little bit of luck and maybe the Caps, you know, lose a game here or two there, they could win their first division for the division for the first time in 31 years. I mean, that's all preposterous and it's all one season. Yeah, It's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Again, it's, this is not a It's flute. what it's all year. about.
1: It's, it's like the whole point of sports is this kind of season. Yeah. And it's so beautifully ironic to see that the – to, you know, bigwig media people are j- missing that. They're just completely missing that point. They're mm. like, "What? Well, no, it's not like this. Is, this is this is not how it's supposed to go." This is Whoa, you're going to and- be out in
0: the first round. <laughs> yeah, Dude, like,
1: oh, shut, up. Yeah. shut up! Shut <laughs> yeah, up! I can't wait for the jokes. This, you know, uh, well, the the Penguins. Will, let's see who the, the Penguins and ca- Hurricanes are playing to see for the right to beat the Islanders in the f- mm. in five games of the first round. Like, go, go right ahead. But uh, mm. the uh, the tra- the, tra- the tra- he strikes me first of all as someone who is a, a great Seinfeld kind of fan. Like he just seems like that kind of sense of humor. Like he just get, he he's like at things he's just he embraces the absurdity of it all and and
0: he looks like a man that enjoys a good pun, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah, he's, he's just a great you know I would love to just sit sit with him for like 10 minutes over a coffee or a beer or something and just like yeah, listen to him. Um he gets it and the his it's not even just when it's say like just if you watch his body language on on the bench too it's the same way you just like you see his he's like almost reflective of his i like almost feel like i'm reflecting what he's doing on the bench i'm like oh he's smiling and i'm looking you know i'm like oh wait i'm smiling right now too like it's like mm-hmm. i'm just like naturally following what he's doing uh, he's just that kind of leader uh it's mm-hmm. god we're so lucky to have him and, and i think that's the other thing right this is a a team and a franchise that doesn't make sense it probably shouldn't exist like if (laughs) if 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 the nhl could go back and say in time and say should we put a team on in in the suburbs in this building that is like built for 1972 in 1972 and that's it like would we do it they'd say no and and islander fans don't take that for granted that this franchise like and we don't take anything for granted and we don't take this this kind of season for granted which is why even if the islanders get swept by the penguins in the first round of the series brock nelson in 20 years if he comes into you know the coliseum deli he's not paying for a sandwich like there will be somebody (laughs) in that place that will buy him his sandwich for him because he got swept in the first round of a playoff series because and that's just the type of people we are like if i saw kit miller in uh, on coming down you know walking down the block i would give him a hug and yeah. he he did they didn't win the series like that's yeah. just the type of people like w- the type of fans we are
0: like dude mark Parrish. mark, mark parish is a beloved is island like, to town. he <laughs> really yeah. is and he's he's earned it i mean he's a good dude he was a good player on a team that you know didn't get out of the first round but hell if we love mark parish like we just do it's just it's funny um but uh yeah it's just uh, yeah no i i totally agree with you i mean i hope let's hope they don't get swept in the first round but yeah i mean this has just been a season that you you know, this is what what it's all about, and so you know we need to enjoy it, whether people do or don't. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, it, it's it's been and a lot the of timing, fun. And- the
1: timing of this is perfect too, because of mm. the game tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> because it's there's was, there's was like this video today that TSN put out about John John Tavares uh, saying you know he know he knows tomorrow is going to be annoying too. Like fans are going to be booing him. We are it's and it's still well deserved and but at this point it's like almost like we we've moved on from it like listen we already showed you exactly how we feel we not we made you feel this big in this place, and I'm putting my two fingers together. You can't see it because it's not TV. But, you know, we made it feel like an ant in this building that, you know, he's quote-unquote loved, and he's going to come in again tomorrow, and he's going to get shit on again for three hours, and (laughs) it's going to be another celebration because the Islanders, without him, are having their best season in, you know, 20-something years, and he's missed out on it. And we're going to be thrilled to show him that, and it's going to... I think it honestly might be even more... Like he might be more unsettled by tomorrow than he was uh, on February twenty eighth, just because it's going to, the the vibe is going to be be so happy rather than us sitting on eggshells like uh you know nervous if the Islanders are going to win or lose, but because it doesn't really matter. Like we are already in we're in the dance. Like this is great.
0: <laughs> right. Um. I feel like the we don't need you chant is going to be used a lot. Uh. And I feel like if Andrews Lee has a good game, you're going to hear that's that's our captain a lot too. I think they're yeah. going to kind of focus on those too. Um real quick, I, I mean, yeah, we we were going to uh have do an episode after the Leafs game, but now that they've clinched, it was more it was more fun to do, <laughs> to do it now and then we'll we'll talk you know, I guess at the end of the other end of the of the last three games that they have. But uh I just um you, I don't know what the Leafs clinching situation is like. Uh I mean, I don't know what their magic number is. I don't care. I'm not going to look it up. But I feel like regardless, the Islanders are going to want to win that game. And if the Islanders do win that game and the Leafs clinch because, you know, the Canadians lost or something like that halfway across the country, well, so be it, you know, Um, they're going to back in like that. I don't think the Islanders... Despite the fact that they're already in, I don't think that they're going to just sort of like write the game off. I feel like they're going to come in, and and that's 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 another Trotz thing too. Like I just feel like he's not going to let them off the hook. And he even said like, I want them to enjoy it. I want them to celebrate, but not too much because the job isn't done. We still have games to play, and all the players seem to kind of echo those t- those thoughts. I mean, especially Casey Zekas. You know, he's he was said something like, "Well, yeah, we got more more games to play here." So um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that they can continue the mastery. Of the Leafs, uh, the Leafs are going to want to come in and, and win. Uh, apparently they played really well against the Senators and just got kind of shackled by, by whoever the goalie was. And, uh, you know, they're going to be in for a different kind of game against the Islanders, I hope. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to have to seek out that TSN video, I guess, although part of me doesn't even want to watch it because I already kind yeah, of like, – Yeah, you don't even need to say. watch
1: it. The, the caption <S laughs> tells, tells you the story. It's basically like – yeah, like I uh, – it is. he basically says it is what it is at this point, And it's just like yeah. – This this is great because
0: he's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just great because it's it's like still it's going to follow him around like the Islanders. This this whole thing is going to follow him around now, and he's he made a mistake by leaving. Like Mm. the whole he 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 went for the you know the standard sports story while we're over here you know living the best season that basically ninety percent of the fan base has ever been through. Uh, maybe that's too many, but you know, it, at least in my contemporaries, like I'm, like I said, I was born in 19, in April, 1990. So like, this is e- by far in a way, 2001, 2002 comes a little close because it was so, uh, they, they had not made the playoffs in so long. And then the, the maybe the last year at the calcium, but is like a third, the third place team, but this is by far the best and most enjoyable season just because of the amount of, you know, sh- 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 just shit that was piled on us in the beginning and and the and it was also like the fact that we weren't even picked to be like senators bad too is really funny to me because people knew they're like no the islanders yeah. will be good enough to be like to like get to right. 80 points like like i said like there will be the team that you know like uh, i felt yeah, like you know?
0: 79 78 <laughs> points was kind of the average that people would give them you know
1: yeah exactly um, like they'll be they'll be good enough to be annoying and maybe like hanging around but like they'll just be they'll, yeah. basically what they're saying is John Tavares is gone. The Islanders are irrelevant.
0: Yeah. And well, and, and also people clearly wanted to give Trotz some kind of due because he had just won, but they didn't expect him to actually, you know, change the franchise or anything.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, it was careful too. Like <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they got Barry Trotz, which was a probably a good idea. Like now nah, it was the yeah. probably the best thing that happened to any team in the off season. Yeah. You know, better um, than the guy yeah. who left us.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, real quick, but uh, at one point, I think Tavares should have it is what it is tattooed across his shoulders. Like, just that's what it because that's his mantra. Yeah, that's, you know? like, his... <laughs> that's, that's his only thing. It is what it is. That's the oh. only thing he ever says. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, according we talked about it before, but according to some some report, I think it was the Jonas Siegel thing in the in the Athletic. He was really taken aback by it and really shocked by how it went. And if he was well, then John. This is exactly why you're not here anymore. <laughs> like that connection just has been severed. Apparently, that whatever connection he had with Islanders fans has been completely severed. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of like regular seasons, there's only been a, a handful of candidates that you could even put in the same, the same neighborhood with this one. Obviously, 1993, which you know was the best. Playoff series they had in a long time, uh, 2000. Then there was pretty much nothing of note uh, that w- happened that was good until 2002, uh, which was a huge. You know, that team was great. They came from one point from winning the division, had a great first round series that they ended up on the wrong side of. What are you going to do? Then you have to skip ahead to 2007, right? The uh, the Ryan Smith year, which yes. again came to an abrupt. You know, kind of had this this huge kind of sprint to the end, and then. Um, this yeah, that, kind of abrupt that, ending
1: that season had its magic in very in little there was a lot of magic in little doses or, or yeah. like little little spurts and like that was a, the season that that game i was talking about with sillinger like that game mm-hmm. like there was like these like two week stints where you're like wow the islanders this is magical then they traded for ryan smith this is magical and then mm-hmm. they fell out of the playoff race and then somehow <laughs> went on a miracle run, and you're like, "This is magical again." And then they lost in the closest five game series of all time. For the Sabres, which <laughs> right. the NHL still owes us one for that one.
0: Yeah, and then uh, you know, then you have fourteen, fifteen. Regular season was awesome. Again, playoff series was was really, really good. End up on the wrong side of it, and then the year later, regular season, eh, not so good. But they won a, a playoff series for the first time since the first you know thing I mentioned, 1993. So, you know, the jury's still out on this one, but. I mean, if they can win a round, you know, and again, we're about a week or so away from, from even having to worry about who they're playing, um, this is it, – it instantaneously becomes the second best season they've had since 1993. Like that's basically it. And, you know, you could probably yeah. – and if they win a couple of rounds, well, then look out 1993 basically is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then I didn't – you know,
1: when pe- people always talk about that. I always get jealous when people talk about that 93 team like just because – I wasn't old enough to to know what was going on and um so like this is this is like basically i think for people in in that range and born like maybe like 1988 and on this is like that that team like this team has gone to (laughs) they've got something going on like i can't i just can't wait to see you know what what comes next i keep saying that too this whole year like i just can't wait to see where it ends up and and it's not even that like because i'm enjoying the hell out of the ride more than anything Uh, but i am one of the things I'm very excited for is is to see who their opponent is and just how quickly the islanders, no matter who it is, how quickly the islanders are written off in the series. I just can't, <laughs> can't wait for that really yeah. this, this you can the, the island maybe it's like three weeks ago the Islanders were probably they looked like the team you wanted to play in the playoffs. Hmm. If the islanders play like they have for you know f- basically the majority of the games that last since they uh, I don't know it was with two weeks, I guess now. They have were yeah. playing better. So if, if 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 the Islanders played the way they did last night, no, no team in the NHL should want to play them in the first round. Yeah. No yeah. team.
0: Uh um yeah, those they had those those two shutouts and then uh they played really well in the uh the Detroit game but lost and then you know, if they yeah, and the way they played against the Sabres, uh yeah, if they can do that, then uh they're you know, they're gonna they're gonna definitely gonna cause some problems for for whoever they play. Again, I hope to God it's not carolina i don't know what the score of the penguins hurricanes game is that's going on right now uh i would feel less uh you know uh, optimistic if they have to play carolina than i would against pittsburgh but you know pittsburgh's no slouch either so but we're gonna save that all for another time because i don't want to get into it i want to enjoy the ride uh we are gonna leave normally we try and leave with something positive i'm gonna leave with something a little bit worrisome i don't want to say negative but uh we got some news today so val filpola a couple weeks ago um Turns out he had a shoulder injury. He's going to be out uh, a couple of months. And the Islanders recalled Tanner Fritz from uh, Bridgeport to play third line center. Fritz came in, played well for a couple of games. Well, now he's out six to eight weeks uh, thanks to a blood clot between his fingers. Uh, This is from Lou Lamorello's address uh, earlier today. He said, talking about Fritz, he said he had a little bit of a blood clot between two fingers So they had to do some surgery, and he'll be out six to eight weeks. The operation was 100% successful. It's just the nature of this type of procedure that was done. It'll take a bit of time. He's fine. It's unfortunate for Tana, who came on and did so well for us. But as I said, he'll be fully recovered. Uh, So that's good to know that he'll be fully recovered, (laughs) but it's not going to help the Islanders uh, in the present. And as good as they've played in these last two games, they've been doing it with... Leo Komarov at center, who is nobody's <laughs> idea of a center. So good on the Islanders for getting, you know, these two wins uh, with that, you know, they the, that kind of uh, lineup problems. Um, they're going to need to do something, and I don't know what they can really do. I later. don't know either. I've, I've, yeah. I was
1: coming my brothers in Maryland, and I was, like, going through it in my head, and I'm like, I wonder if, like, the, say the last two games end up being kind of moot points if, if you just call up, you know, out of Ko- Kovala and say, like, yeah. you know, like let's just see how he does against in the NHL. Like, you know, maybe yeah. if he shows up. But I don't think they'll do that. No. Um, I really have no idea. I, I don't know. Yeah. If you, if you move Spaley or Bavillia to center. <laughs> or like Bavillia, yeah. Yeah, you go through that whole thing again. I really, t- I,
0: yeah. I have no clue. Um, Michael Fornabio earlier tweeted that uh, if you wanted to call up a center i guess, i think he was talking to islanders fans but if he cuz nobody was really talking about it but if if the islanders really wanted to call up a center john stevens would be the guy uh he's he i don't know what kind of season he's had for bridgeport but uh you know he's kind of a defensively responsible guy uh he's been around for a long time he's the son of former kings and flyers coach john stevens uh let's look up uh, Stevens' numbers let's see what is he looking at these days stats the sound tigers re redid their website and it looks a lot nicer, but it's still kind of cumbersome to use. Uh, well, he's only got seven points, so that's not good <laughs> in 21 games. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it's, gonna be, he's from New it's Jersey good. If they
1: call someone up, it's going to be freaking Steven Giant isn't it?
0: I really hope not. That, yeah, that, would really be, that, really that would really be, a problem. um, but, uh, you know, Lou said, uh, that they don't plan on calling anybody up. Although he said this before Fritz was called up too, but, uh, Lou said in that same press conference, uh, we're very comfortable with the people we have here. We'll just go accordingly. So, <laughs> you now we'll have to see how it works out. Um, but that that is suboptimal. And, again, I don't want to take anything away from the two games. If anything, that makes the two games that the Islanders just played even more impressive that they won with Leo Komarov at center, taking dumb penalties like he did in the Jets game, which almost derailed the whole damn thing, Leo. But... <laughs> Um, you know, it's definitely something. And, you know, maybe they can they can go for these next three games of the regular season. They got the Leafs, obviously. Then they got the Panthers on Thursday. And then the Caps on Saturday to close things out. So maybe they can make it through these three games uh, with those guys. I think you, you get unlimited call-ups in the playoffs, I think. Is that true? Am I making that up? But I feel like I feel it's like, true because
1: teams that have, like, the Black Aces that end up being yeah. you know, a Stanley Cup featurette on, yeah,
0: so, uh, on CBC or whatever. <laughs> um, well, I guess so, you know. I, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that if they kind of go this week without calling anybody up, that might not be the end of the world. Because the Sound Tigers have have lowered their magic number to two. So they're trying to make the playoffs too. Uh, and, you know, maybe keeping those guys there for the, for the little while that they have uh, is something that the organization wants to do. And, you know, maybe once the Islanders – the playoffs actually begin, the Islanders will make a call up then. And they'll just kind of make a go of it with Leo here, you know, Leo's he's gonna play the game anyway, so what are you gonna do? But that is something to worry about. And I, you know, Fritz didn't play uh, the game uh, in Winnipeg, and we were all like, oh, that's not good. And, and Trotz was like, no, nah, he's okay. And then today, it's like, no, he's out six to eight weeks because he had a blood clot in his finger. What? <laughs> that's are you kidding me? But you know, uh, like we said when Val Fippola went down, <laughs> when your team is really suffering because Tanner Fritz has gone down, that's. <laughs> That's a bad situation to be in, but hey, so far, so good. I mean, they clinched they're in and, you know, looking forward to again maybe having a shot at uh winning the division still.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the great thing about this team is that it's um it's sure it's that's not ideal, but their game isn't built around the, you know, that sco- getting scoring from from that position. So whoever does fill in if it's John Stevens like or if it's freaking, you know, Steve Bernier or whoever, like whoever like <laughs> The, the husk of a player that fills in in that fourth line center if it's Leo Komarov, their marching orders are going to be simple. It's like, listen, your job is mm. just to make sure that that whoever the person you're playing against doesn't is their job is really hard. <laughs> that's it. Like yeah, that's it. Yeah. So at least it's not Basically. that. Like you're not you're not you're not asking the world of somebody. Uh, yeah, and and i be interested to see you know who comes up. It really sucks because I thought Fritz yeah. was like really ended up being kind of a perfect. Fit for yeah. for what they wanted out of
0: that spot. Yeah, no, he had played well. It's <laughs> just you know, um, my my man Scott Enzor, uh, who is, uh Matthew Barzell's old teammate from junior. He's not having a great season either. Uh, nine points, seven goals, two assists in thirty nine games. I think he was hurt for a while too. Um, now he's a center too. I would like to see him called up because he's he's my guy. He's uh, Barzell's guy. I think that'd be pretty cool. But you know, if he's not ready, he's not ready. So, uh, just a situation to keep your eye on. Again, you know, if nobody gets called up. Monday or Tuesday, again, the Islanders have off Tuesday and Wednesday, so there's also a chance that somebody can call it then. I don't think it's necessarily we need to freak out about it, but I think they'll make a decision probably come playoff time, and we'll see what happens. Uh, okay, uh, wow, this uh, this has been an effusive and joyous uh, podcast, so we'll just make <laughs> these things real quick. Uh, sneakyathletic.com, put anxiety in the discount code box to save yourself 10%. The playoffs are coming. Get the Fort Never Lose stuff. They have it there. Get the GOAT stuff with Barzellas heating up. At the right time, sneakyathletic.com. Save 10% by putting anxiety in the discount code box. This week's NHLNames.com. NHL name of the week is...
1: Howlerluck. getting after it.
0: Jace Howlerluck, A man whose name I have never been able to pronounce. Uh, Panthers, by the way, a couple games over 500. So although they will be missing the playoffs for the 17th time in the past 20 years, Thursday's game will not be a cakewalk, I promise you. Be sure to check out nhlnames.com. Uh read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion. Uh subscribe to us on iTunes and on Spotify. I forgot to mention that last week you can find us on Spotify. So if you're listening to Spotify at work, throw us on. You can hear us there. You can obviously hear Isles Buzz too. It's under Lighthouse Hockey. Find all of us there. Uh, thanks to everybody who is uh, supporting us and uh, already subscribed and downloading. We really appreciate it. It's been fun so far. So we're gonna see what else is going on. Uh, what else? Nothing else, right? What's uh, you should follow Mike on Twitter. What's your Twitter account?
1: <sighs> yeah, I'm having. Uh, oh, I was just. Gonna, it's the big Levasseur with two E's. I was just gonna say I'm having so much fun with everybody. Uh, this season. I just can't. It's just. It's. It's been awesome. Like the. I saw. I saw somebody in the city wearing an Islander jersey <laughs> yeah, the other day, that. and like it's. I'm just. I'm seeing people with hats yeah. on and you, and like, uh, oh, actually, uh, great. So I'm going down to uh, D- I went down to Maryland to my brother Kevin. He's a Ranger
0: fan. He had um. That's so weird how that kid. works out. Everybody I know, yeah, he's who's an Islanders fan, has a brother who's a Rangers fan or a mother who's a sister. <laughs> yeah,
1: he he's 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 like directly older than me. So I've I have three brothers. I have two older and a, a younger brother and a younger sister. And like uh, so he's the one who's like directly above me. And he had just he had a kid uh a couple. Months ago, and I went down to to meet her, and I was, you know, kind of joking around with him and my family, saying like, "I got to go this weekend because I can't. I'm, I'm not available between, you know, mid April and mid June because the Islanders." And you know, they they honestly mm. get it <laughs> at this point. Like they're like, "Yeah, no, you know, that's right. okay." But um, so I'm in uh that place again, the Pensy. I was meeting my sister. We were taking the bus down together, and uh, I was waiting for her at the the foot of an escalator, and uh some guy came up to me and there was a ton of ranger fans in there because it was the night the rangers played the blues Mm. at msg and this guy comes up to me he goes you're the only smart guy in this place and i was like what do you mean and and he's like i had an islander hat on so he's like he's like dude this team is so great and we just sat there and we talked for 10 minutes and he's like yeah i'm um you know he's pointed to his uh his girlfriend or wife or whatever she she was wearing a caps hat she's like he's she's a caps fan I can't wait to go down there and win the division on their ice in, in a couple weeks time. And I was just like, this that would never happen in <laughs> you know three yeah. years ago. Like that, like nobody would. You know, Islander hats, first of all, weren't you know people weren't wearing them in the city. It was very rare and and, and so like just that moment and like that. Me and that guy just you know just talked about how much we love this team and Barry Trotz and yeah. we kind of ribbed the Capitals fans for the, that we had. Chats now and and she's like i loved him so much like i'm happy he's doing well with you guys and yeah it was just like a just another moment in this like long season of really great great that's moments and uh i don't know that guy was that's, great that's he awesome
0: was. hey hey if you're listening to the guy that was pretty awesome you made bikes day look at that uh uh-huh. yeah I made my <laughs> On a Wednesday, uh, my wife and I and my, uh, our daughter, we went to uh, a restaurant near us. Uh, in, this is in, in central New Jersey in Old Bridge. And uh, we uh, sat down and we were eating all-you-can-eat wings. And a guy two tables away from us was also wearing an Islanders hat. And I contemplated going over there. And saying hello or something. But uh, then he got up and left with the rest of his family. So I, I missed it. <laughs> but, again. <laughs> I've also been honking. If, if I see Islander stickers, yeah.
1: like no matter where I am, like I've just been doing the Let's Go yeah. Islander honk. And people have been responding. And it's yeah. just like this team is kind of captivating uh, Long Island again. It's, it's yeah. awesome. No, it has been.
0: And, uh, yeah, again, it's it's the kind of season that we have not seen here in a very, very, very long time. And it has been a lot of fun. And uh, you can enjoy the, more fun if you follow Mike on Twitter at the Big Lebowski with two E's. So you should definitely do that. Um, thanks again for hanging out with us. This has been, you know, this, I know the show's called Islanders Anxiety, but we haven't, we, we waited about 55 minutes before the anxiety kicked in. And that's been pretty <laughs> awesome, you know. So uh, this has been a lot of fun. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And uh, I guess we'll be back in a week. I guess we'll try and do it after these next three games.
1: Yeah, unless unless the Islanders clinch the playoffs yeah. again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 or, or or if they win the division, and then all bets are off, what, what's going to yeah. happen? But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens uh, against the Leafs on Monday, and then uh, the final two games against the Panthers and Caps. And uh, we'll be back. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.